Shapers on Jazz FM. Listen in color. In partnership with Mishkondorea. It's business, but it's personal. Unreroute the rivers, let the damned water beat. There's some people down the way that's thirsty, so let the liquid spirit free. The people are thirsty because of man's unnatural hand. Watch what happens when the people catch wind, when the water hits the banks of that hard, dry land. Clap your hands now. That was Gregory Porter and Liquid Spirit here on Jazz Shapers with me, Elliot Moss, on Jazz FM every Saturday morning. Thank you very much for joining me. If you have joined me every Saturday morning for the last two and a half years or so, and if you haven't, don't worry. I promise you I won't let you down today. This will be a great edition of Jazz Shapers. You will be able to hear brilliant people shaping the world of jazz, soul and blues alongside their equivalents in the world of business. That is what Jazz Shapers is about. And my business shaper today is Martin Gilbert. He's the co-founder and chief executive of Aberdeen Asset Management PLC. And a big business it is too. Lots coming up from Martin. In addition to hearing from him, you will also be hearing from our programme partners at Mishkondorea. Some words of advice for your business. And on top of all of that, of course, if that isn't enough, some great music from the Shapers of Jazz, Soul and Blues, including Ella Fitzgerald, Jose James, Louis Armstrong, and this from Snarky Puppy, it's Tio Macaco. That was Tio Macaco from Snarky Puppy, coming up at Love Supreme in the summer as well. A brilliant gang they are too. Martin Gilbert is my business shaper today. He is, as I said earlier, the co-founder and chief executive of Aberdeen Asset Management PLC. Set up, Martin, thank you for joining me, in 1983. That was a long time ago. 31 years. Business must have been different then. It was. It was a very small company. There were three of us in a room in Aberdeen. We had about £50 million under management, and uh, I never thought we'd ever get a billion. And here we are today after the acquisition of the fund management arm of Scottish Widows, sort of sitting at $500 billion US dollars. It's, uh, it's so staggering that uh, sometimes I even don't believe we're, uh, we've achieved what we have. Back then, what made you set the thing up in the first place? What were you doing just before the three of you decided to, to, to get together? The uh, the interesting thing is that all fund management groups in Scotland were part of uh, either lawyers or accountants, and we were the uh, fund management division of a firm of lawyers in Aberdeen. But the industry changed, and everyone really had to come out of those structures, and uh, that's what we did. We, we bought ourselves out of the firm of lawyers in 1983 and, uh, and set up on our own. And just looking back, I mean, your two partners, I don't know if they're, they're still with you in the business. Did, did you, did the three of you consciously think about what you were going into and how that marriage would work? Because it is a marriage in business, isn't it? Yeah, the the other two uh, long since retired, but uh, but they were, I was their assistant, really. So, uh, and I, I suppose, did the day-to-day management while they managed the money. And it uh, it worked. But uh, but I don't think we'd any concept of uh, of what we really uh, were setting up or 
what we were really what we might achieve so i think it's come as big as big a surprise to them as it has to me and i imagine managing the money which is the craft skill that any asset manager has to have it's not quite the same being able to work out you know exactly how to invest a client's um uh, a client's set of assets is not exactly the same as actually running the business i mean there's a there's a back office that sits behind there and a young martin aged however you old you were back in 1983 these things must have been a bit of a shock or at least a, a sense of well there's lots to do to make sure this thing stands up yeah i mean um in those days everyone sort of managed money but i i wasn't really that very that good at it and i found i was better at managing the uh the fund managers probably and i enjoy that aspect of it i enjoy managing people i enjoy bringing on talent Uh, i'm very proud of our sort of uh graduate scheme because we try not to make any outside appointments. We try and uh, build from the bottom, take on a lot of interns and grads every year and and uh, watch them develop in the business. So that's really been what I've found the most satisfying part of the job. Martin Gilbert's my business shaper, as you've been hearing. Stay with me for more from him. He's the chief exec and co-founder of Aberdeen Asset Management. Time for some music. This is Lewis Armstrong and Bing Crosby. And aptly, perhaps, it's called Gone Fishing. I tell you why I can't find you. Every time I go out to your place, you gone fishing. Ah, oh, you know. Well, there's a sign upon your door. Ah, uh-huh. gone fishing. I'm real gone, man. <laughs> you ain't working anymore. Could be. There's your hole out in the sun, where you left a row half done. That was Louis Armstrong and Bing Crosby and Gone Fishing. Martin Gilbert's my business shaper. He's the co-founder, chief exec of Aberdeen Asset Management. Um, Martin, we were talking before about um, the marriage that began and the fact that actually you probably humbly have said, I'm not very good at managing the money. I just do the other stuff. The other stuff, though, over in those early years, I imagine was critical because to build a business, whether it's an asset management business or whether it's um, a grocery business or whatever it might be, those things really matter. What would you think were the critical points in those first maybe 10 years or so of your of your life in, in Aberdeen Asset? Well, we worked out that Aberdeen wasn't a sort of a big financial centre and that we really had to expand out of Aberdeen. And we had a choice of Edinburgh or London, but, but the, we took the view we would, uh, we would uh, open up in London and we made a couple of acquisitions. And luckily enough for me personally, one of them came with this uh, guy I've worked with for the last sort of 25 years, Hugh Young, who's our global head of equities, lives in Singapore, a great fund manager, one of the great sort of Asian fund managers, and he runs equities worldwide at, uh, at Aberdeen. So that was a big stroke of luck. We were lucky we met the uh, Merchant Navy Officers Pension Fund who funded us through those first 10 years. So it's a mixture of all those things. Uh, we were just lucky, but you're 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 com- you're absolutely right. Running the business is a different skill from running the money. And and what always strikes me as as, as interesting, and, and I had in fact clients up in in Edinburgh, is that there's a lot of really smart people that run money that that run money from Scotland. And I I just and I never really asked the question. When I was in the offices of, in fact, you mentioned Scottish widows in their offices many years ago, and they were a client of mine uh, in in the advertising world. What is it about the Scots that makes them good at this stuff? Because there's a lot of it. Yeah, I think uh, historically, obviously, they've looked overseas and. And they founded the railways in America 
uh, funded the growth in Canada. So they were always interested in um, in investing overseas. And I think that's the big skill that the uh, Scottish fund management professionals have. That combined with the sort of reputation for canniness and, and so on, is it's a great marketing tool for us. So we do use the uh, Scottish brand uh, worldwide, places like Australia, Canada, U.S., it really works. And of course, and, and call centre business know this, the voice, Martin. Everyone trusts your voice. It's a very dangerous <laughs> tool. We're going to keep you quiet for a moment. Latest travel coming up in a couple of minutes. But before that, some words of wisdom from our programme partners for your business uh, at Mishkondare. I'm Sonal Gandhi and I'm a partner in the real estate group at Mishkondarea. I act for private clients and their companies when they're buying and selling or dealing otherwise with high-end properties, predominantly in the central London area. Communication plays a huge role in any transaction, business, property or otherwise. Property is emotional. It's people's homes. They want to know, even if nothing is happening, they want to know that you're on the case, that they're important, as important as all of your other clients that you've got, whether they're buying a million pound house or whether they're buying a quarter of a million pound house. It's letting the client know and updating the client at all times what is happening with their deal. Communication is undervalued. That one line email or that one phone call just to give an update It makes all the difference. Jazz Shapers on Jazz FM, in partnership with Mishkondorea. It's business, but it's personal. You're listening to Jazz Shapers with me, Elliot Moss, every Saturday morning, 9 till 10 here on Jazz FM. You can also catch the programme, as you may know, on BritishAirways.com if you're very lucky, uh, or sitam.com or even ft.com. And we even make films, and they go um, through Twitter. You can go in there and have a look at at Jazz FM or at Mishkondorea, and you will find the films there of some of the programmes that we've made. Martin Gilbert is my business shaper today. He is the co-founder and chief executive of Aberdeen Asset Management. They're from Scotland, just in case you missed that. Um, now, the first 10 years were good. You talked about um, that, or for the first 15 and 20 years almost, were going really, really well. Like any business, there are going to be problems. In early 2000s, you found yourself as a business right in the middle of a pretty uncomfortable situation. Uh, if you just like, tell me a little bit about the situation. Tell me how you came through it, because I think that's, it's a really fascinating lesson in tenacity. Yeah, it is. I mean, I think uh, of all the things I've done at Aberdeen, that's the hardest and uh, most difficult. Um, you know, we were the market leader in uh, in what they call split capital investment trusts, which uh, which were geared vehicles basically. And when the market went down, they uh, they they struggled, and a lot of them went uh, went uh, pear shaped. Um, the problem was that uh, you know the uh, the most conservative class of share had been sold to retail investors. So we found ourselves in the middle of a sort of uh, uh, the perfect storm, and uh, and it was a very uncomfortable experience. I mean, we almost went uh, bust as a company, but we did make it through. Two and a half years, uh, we came up with a voluntary settlement with the regulator uh, because we needed to, and um, and as I say, we got out of it. But but it was a long, hard slog, and uh, and and as I say, it was probably the most difficult time uh, the company has had, and. Uh, and obviously uh, everyone in the company. 
Now, you've, you've spoken about the fact that, you know, 19 years of building a reputation, one and a half hours in front of a Treasury committee, and the reputations in, 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 in tethers is shattered almost. How did you bounce back from that practically? Because it is a, that is a really big place to come back from, and you have. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, you just, you just do what you can that day, so you just face every day as it comes i know it sounds like a sort of cliche but that's all you can do and of course you don't know how long it's going to last i mean i never thought it would last two and a half years the 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 issue but but that's all we did we just uh we just tackled the issues we we could that day and bear in mind it was easier for me in a funny way than the rest of the people in the business because i knew what was happening the the big problem for other people is they don't really have the full facts and really uh so it's more difficult for them and uh, all you can do is try and keep morale up in the business by by uh acting uh bravely yourself and and that's what i did but uh but it, no it was a tough time in a perverse kind of way, though, you look like you know you'd be a pretty hard guy in a fight, both literally and metaphorically. He's not that big. I mean, it just means he looks like a, he looks like a strong character, on Martin. But but seriously, the, did you perversely enjoy that challenge almost more than it being easy? I'm not saying you'd want to go back there, but was there something when you look back going that brought out the best in me? I, I'm not sure I would say I enjoyed it. But, yeah, no, I mean, we're we're a pretty resilient bunch, the guys there. Uh, we've all been together for 25, 30 years. So, so uh, yeah, no, we we didn't enjoy it. But we, we knew – I always thought we'd get through it. Uh, the outside world didn't think we'd get through it. So, in a funny way, that gave us the uh, desire to – to make it through because when everyone else writes you off it's great you know you've just got to get on and prove them all wrong more coming up from martin gilbert my business shaper time for some music and again rather aptly the Stella fitzgerald when i get low i get high <laughs> That was Ella Fitzgerald, and when I get low, I get high. Martin Gilbert's my business shaper. Martin, we were talking about the, the highs, we were talking about the lows. Um, you are one of the most respected CEOs in the financial services business, as it were. What does a CEO do now in the, in the year of 2014 with tons of digital technology at his fingertips, thousands of people, billions under management? What actively and practically can you do from the heady heights at which you work? I think the uh, problem with the industry is it's become overcomplicated. So what we really try and do is just simplify everything. Um, our sort of uh, mantra is keep it simple, buy good, well-managed companies and hold them for the long term. The rest of the industry or a lot of the industry just churn the portfolio every day. So we spend our time trying to get our fund managers not to do anything. I know that sounds a very uh, odd sort of objective, but the problem with the industry is uh, the buy side are trying to persuade the sell side, i.e. the fund managers, the brokers are trying to persuade the fund managers to do something. And fund managers feel they should do something when they come in that morning or whatever it is. And, and we're saying, look, just don't do anything. Only do something if you're absolutely sure. So we're trying to keep it simple. 
invest in well-managed companies and hold them for the long term. And, and that, as a philosophy, obviously, is working for you. In terms of the practical application of management through the business, have you got fantastic right-hand men and women around you? Is that also the biggest, one of the other biggest keys to the ongoing success? Yeah, I mean, one of the one of the amazing things about Aberdeen is there are five of us have been there close to thirty years, and and if you look at the experience on our board and longevity of executives at Aberdeen, it's so far off the scale. Um, you know, here I am, having done 30-odd years, the average FTSE 100 CEO does four, you know. So, You're the Alex so Ferguson of the, of the yeah, asset Yeah, world. exactly. And that was uh, one of my major mistakes was saying I'd retire when Alec Ferguson did. And <laughs> oh, no. I've had to retract that promise. It's uh, it's terrible. I never thought he'd retire, but but his timing has been immaculate. You've got to give him that. Yeah. Now, now the other things that you do, obviously, that, uh, that you have um, been asked to do, you're on the board, not except director of B-Sky-B, um, you're an adjunct professor of finance. I mean, there's all these other things. When do you have the time to do all of that? Well, I mean, being a non-executive director is, uh, is, is not hugely time-consuming. Uh, Once a quarter meetings? That no, kind of thing. maybe eight a year. But, okay. but so it would be, you know, by the time you do the reading and all that, maybe 10 days a year, 10, 12 days a year. Uh, so, but but it's really a matter of common sense uh, turning up, and and really, it's it's the experience you've got that makes you either a good or a bad uh, non-executive director. But no, it's great fun. I'm I'm very impressed with the management at Sky. There, it's a very very well managed business. It's it's probably one of the premier. Um, uh, cable satellite companies in the world it's it's really really well managed and and uh you know for a sports nut like myself there's no better board to be on it's a match made in heaven um we'll have our final chat with martin uh, plus play a track from the from one of our uh, sorry it's a match made in heaven. We'll have our final chat with Martin, plus play a track from Jose James. That's coming up after the latest traffic and travel here on Jazz FM. Jazz Shapers on Jazz FM. In partnership with Mishkondorea. It's business, but it's personal. Jose James, and it's all over your body. That's the Odyssey remix, just in case you wanted to know as well. Martin Gilbert's been my business shaper for near on an hour now, and we've got him just for a few more minutes. What's the future like for you, Martin? You alluded then, we talked about Alex Ferguson kind of jokingly. You've retracted your own um, retirement for a while. How long do you want to carry on for? I don't know. I never really think like that. Um, I think once you think... How long do I want to carry on for? That's probably the time to stop. So I just, I've never even thought that I might stop. Uh, I've always taken the view that I'll be stopped by messing it up or uh, or doing something wrong. So my, my intention is just to keep going as long as I can and, and while I enjoy it. And uh, it's, it's a great job. It's one of the best jobs in the UK one of the best jobs in fund management, and uh, and I love it. Doesn't stress you out? You don't look very stressed. It. I think once you've been through what I've been through with uh, with the split cap crisis, I think after that I knew 
Uh, very few things would ever really stress me out again uh, because when you have a sort of near-death experience like that, it really, it really does teach you to only worry about the important things in life and things you can, uh, you can deal with and not get too upset about things. I mean, people often say in the finance industry as well that there isn't that much time outside of work. It sounds like you have other, you have a family, you have other interests, and you, you look like you're pretty balanced, which is, again, not an easy thing to achieve. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, I think I am, I, I was and probably still am a, a workaholic, but, uh, but I think now the great sort of advances in technology you're able to keep in touch outside the office mean you can be out of the office doing something you know playing golf or whatever it might be and you're still in touch and i think the stress real stress is not being in touch is what i really find because then you don't know if something's going wrong whereas if you're in touch you know that uh, everything's operating fine what is the thing finally that excites you the most still about the business that you're in and the future that it has I think doing a good job for uh, for clients because we can make a real difference to people if we do a really good job for them managing their savings. We can uh, we can help them immensely and make life much better for them. And I think that's what I enjoy most: employing some of the best fund managers in the world and doing a great job for our clients. Very simple, as you say. Keep it simple. Thank you so much. Before I let you go, what's your song choice and why have you chosen it? Uh, New York, New York by Frank Sinatra, because it's one of the great cities of the world. Martin, thank you very much for being my business shaper. This is New York, New York from Frank Sinatra. Start spreading the news. That was New York, New York from, of course, Frank Sinatra. Song choice of my business shaper today, Martin Gilbert, a man who absolutely believed in the power of simplicity and, by the sounds of it, having fun too. Do join me again, same time, same place. That's nine o'clock Saturday morning for another edition of Jazz Shapers. In the meantime, stay with us here on Jazz FM. Coming up next, it's Nigel Williams. Jazz Shapers on Jazz FM, in partnership with Mishkondorea. It's business, but it's personal.